0: Hey, hey, so this is a two-parter. If you didn't catch last week's episode, it was on raisedstake.com and how I kind of developed the whole idea of this game changer that's about to hit market. So listen to one, come back to two, or listen to two, go back to one. However you roll, just know that it's two pieces that you need to hear of the pie. I'm getting ready In a world of entrepreneurship... I'm getting ready Tony tells it how it is. I'm getting ready. As a restaurateur, she continues to disrupt. I'm, I'm getting ready. And bring us the fucking sauce. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Tony Calderon. So um, 2016 happens where the IPO... No longer has to be the thing that you're sought you're seeking after, which is how you sell your stock online. Mm-hmm. You no longer have to go through a broker to sell your product. You no longer have to be accredited to become an IPO uh, firm or be- or or have that license to be able to sell stock. Now you can do it online. How? Through the Jobs Act. What is that? Well, 2016, the Obama administration signed into effect. The JOBS Act, which allows equity crowdfunding on an internet-based platform up to a million dollars per LLC. And there's Regulation CF, there's Regulation A, there's A+. There's all kinds of different levels to this shit. But in researching and developing, you find ways to get it done. There are 27-based equity crowdfunding platforms right now. Not one. Specific to the restaurant industry. So, half 2015, I started developing this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, six years ago, I started doing this. And that's why I developed Taste Test. So, Taste Test was created based on the theory, a lot of theories, but for me personally, it was created to be able to have a vetting process for a restaurant tour to separate the dreamers from the doers because it still has to happen, right? There's a reason why banks don't lend to everybody. I get it. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a vetting process that separates the dreamers from the doers. Okay. You have a dream. It's great. Can you make it through this process? And if you can make it through this process, then people will most likely probably feel more inclined to invest in you. What does that look like? So then we started thinking about this incubator process and, how we can have a space because the hardest part is for people to have the um, means of, of, of capital to be able to buy the equipment, to do the hood install, to have the infrastructure. So we built the infrastructure. So Taste Test was a space that you walked into, you brought your concept into, you turned your lights on, you cooked your food, you sold it to the community. And if you made it through the process of that, then you would have an opportunity to then go on this equity crowdfunding platform to be able to raise money for your own concept. Mm -hmm. In theory, (laughs) it was a beautiful thing. In action, it also was a beautiful thing. Monetarily, horrible. I wasn't ready for it yet. I lost a lot of money in that concept and uh, was figuring it out. I wanted to be the producer of restaurants. How a producer will, you'll you'll appreciate this Mm -hmm. analogy, how a producer will, you know, help get music off the ground, but they want a percentage of every record sale you ever have for the rest of your life because I helped you get off the ground. That's what I was trying to do with restaurant industry. So instead of paying an an investor, you were going to pay me a percentage of your sales. I think that's very fair. In exchange for what I could bring to the table, right. the community did not <laughs> they did not think that was fair Which I get because I'm a restaurateur and I don't want to pay an investor 18% now. I'm paying them 10 So there were some kinks that I needed to work out there, but um, it gave me The information I needed in order to take Ray's estate to the next level. So what did I do? I tried to find the people in the industry doing it online So I went out to a summit in San Francisco by myself. Yeah. This was actually four years ago? Four years ago. No, three years ago. Yeah, something like that. Three years ago I flew out to California on a whim. I remember my plane ticket was like (laughs) $1,200. I was like, I gotta do it. I don't care. It's tomorrow, I'm going. And we already had plans to be in Miami for another event. Well, you left right from there, didn't you? Right from San Francisco, I flew into Miami. So I had like a small window to make this happen and I'm freaking made it happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, out of 24 hours, I flew out there by myself, got a hotel, went to this summit, sat in this room for 12 hours and learned all about equity crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. Like my notebook was I had a five-subject notebook, and I was just, like, thumbing through it, and people were networking and bullshitting and telling each other about their businesses they're starting, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah shut up, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. So I sat there, and they had a panel of all these experts and all these people who created this equity crowdfunding platform online and made it possible with Jobs Act. So I'm writing down names, and I'm listening to all of this information and data on how to make it possible and all these d- guidelines with the SEC and the FINRA and... Uh, Now Bitcoin was coming into play and now it was gonna be cryptocurrency. You were gonna be able to buy online and it was all talked about like a possibility and I'm like, oh my god um, Information overload So 12 hours straight and then I went to the mixer and I started talking to people and I went right up to the bomb like who's your boss? Because it was a sales pitch online. They get you to come to the summit and I Mm -hmm. Befriended and, and networked with the guy who was selling me. I was like look I need to know who the big guy is I always do that's my method Where's the big guy? <laughs> right. Bring me right shop. to the big guy. <laughs> yeah. So I go right to the big guy and I'm like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? He's like, what do you mean? What are you doing? I'm, gonna try selling. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're going to remember me one day, buddy. I need to talk to you. And he was enamored by who the hell I thought I was. <laughs> and uh, we sat down and I picked his brain. And I was like, I have this idea. And he's like, get out. That's brilliant. And I was like, okay, great. Now tell me everything you know. He's like, sure. He was an open book. He told me everything. I even use his attorney. It was the coolest thing. Now they're over four billion dollars worth of raises a year that they do. Huge company, starters, pioneers. And I mean, I call them and get all the information I need. So I work with I work with their attorneys because I tried over here. I tried in York. I tried in surrounding areas. Nobody knew. Yeah. Nobody knew how to – that's another thing you have to think about with startup because you assume that just everybody knows what is going on. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows what's going on. So I'm talking to all the attorneys that I know in my network that know shit and they're like, I don't don't know. I got to look into that. I wouldn't feel comfortable, which I appreciate. I wouldn't feel comfortable getting you where you want to go with this. Um, I can work with them on what they want so I can learn and we can do it over here. So that's what I did. I created – You know, a learning-based research and development phase of Ray Steak. So I put these guys on a retainer out in California. They're (laughs) a little expensive. (laughs) But um, they're getting it done. There's a lot of legwork that needs to be done in creating this software. So I'm looking around locally for these software developers. Okay, here's what I'm looking for. And they're just like, what? Yeah. It's just so hard to get the idea across like what do you what because it's not done Too frequently and all I can compare it to is Kickstarter Because um, that's the closest thing but not what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. So I uh, that's how I well one of the re- one of the ways that Bill Hines actually helped me too mm-hmm. Is he put me in touch with a software development company in New York? and they've worked with this stuff before so Working with them, now creating this equity crowdfunding software based on these very intricate layers. Like you have to have the intro for the investor, and you have to have the intro for the restaurateur. And then you have to have the educational component of it, and you have to raise awareness, and you have to drive traffic, and it has to be video-driven, and then you have the SEC. So I actually, after all of this process, have to go to one World Trade Center in New York City. Which I cannot wait for this moment. <laughs> I'm so excited about this moment. I have to go in there and I have to pitch my entire platform as if it's ready to go tomorrow. So you're putting the investment in before you're even approved. I can get there and it couldn't be approved. It's terrifying. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to come out of it, but it's going to be great. Um, so yeah, these attorneys now put all of the language and the verbiage on this software development side of things and it's all the blueprints I'm going through and the approvals and thank God for the Zoom era because we're able to do all of this across the country and uh, it's being developed right here in York in our backyard and it's going to change the game 100% and that's my takeaway because I mean it needs to be done. There needs to be a way for the community to raise funds together and give more entrepreneurs the opportunity to bring America back to what it started as, the little guy, 100%. Should always have been about the little guy. It should still remain about the little guy. So if I have to create a big guy thing to make the little guy become involved and active in their own communities, then that's what's going to happen. So every dollar that my restaurant group has created has always been to get validation for me becoming an uh, accredited restaurateur to be able to be the one selling this platform. You're going to be able to Google me back from the beginning of my career and know that I have always been community driven. So this is 100% a community product, product yeah. and project And then when it comes to market, it's just not going to be like a flash in the pan. I'm going to have tried and true. So I'll sell Presto, which is our quick service uh, concept, on this platform. So now I'm going to change the way the restaurant industry works. And that's a whole different podcast. But Raised Steak is really what I wanted to drive home today in an explanatory way of how it came to be Mm -hmm. and what I'm going through now. Because I don't want to explain this five years from now when it's already successful. I want to talk about it now, what I'm going through right now. And um, I developed the pitch deck. So when I said it's hard to explain what the hell I'm trying to do to people um, across the board, I developed a pitch deck and really did a lot of research and development on this with Benjamin Benjamin and Bond, who's a local uh, company. And paid them and we went in the think tank. Wasn't that fun? Yeah, it was fun. We had all the post-its up of what we wanted it to be and what it could be and what it should be and what is raised stake. So we defined it. We had to rename it.
1: Yeah. We couldn't
0: name it what I wanted to name it, but I kept going back to it. So it's raised S-T-A-K-E. Because raised stake. You know, you have stake in the game and then yeah. raised stakes. It's a term on gambling because i you know gambler's daughter. <laughs> Gamble for a living. Um but no, it, it has multi-meaning, and we had to sit there, and, and we had a whole group, whole think tank go through all of this process, and we documented it. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, I started pitching it, and, and ha- now I have a 97-slide pitch deck of what it means to be an investor, what it means to be the restaurateur, what it means to go on com. What is RaisedSteak.com? Um so yeah, it's, it's come to fruition in a tangible sense in the, probably the past two years over the pandemic, really. And what better time to launch than to help these restaurants who are trying so hard to make it through this pandemic and providing them a different opportunity into being able to raise funds to keep it going. So I'm very excited about this project and it is my big end game and dad's legacy. Yeah. So I stopped at nothing and I will stop at nothing to make it happen and we're about 6 months out on launch. But before we get into that, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors with my voice of course. I'm getting ready. Hey guys, if you're like me and you had no idea where to start with your podcast and you have an idea for it, let me suggest looking into Anchor. They help me out. It's a free creation tool that lets you record, edit, and distribute your podcast all from your phone or computer, so it's not so intimidating. Anchor will take care of all the distributing of your podcast so you can be heard on popular platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and there's so many more out there. You can even make more money off of your podcast with no minimum listenership, so there's no pressure of having to figure out where you're going to get paid to do this. They take care of it all. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. If you'd like to check it out, download it for free on the app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. I'm getting ready So I'm talking to all of the uh, online marketing gurus that know their shit. And figuring out strategy on how to get this out fast and fierce and as soon as it goes to SEC and it's approved getting it out there guerrilla marketing I want to go to towns and explain what it is that I'm doing um, I wanted to start in New York I wanted to start with presto or a bigger project I'm working on I might launch this with that's another podcast <laughs> Um I should have wrote all those down. I came up with three just sitting here. It's the hardest part of this <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'll play it back. So, um, yeah, coming up with with the way to first try it on myself because I want to hold myself accountable to what I'm offering the community. Right. For, yeah, you got all that first I'll DM. put all the risk into it. Yeah. I'll take all the risk. I'll show you how it worked. You can come on the ride with me, see how it worked for yourself, and then let's take it to market. So it's it's a, it's a timeline thing. And everything that I've developed has all worked in tandem to this launch. There has been a strategy behind everything that I have done. It is not out of anything but getting to race stake. Everything that I have done has either been something that I needed to make more money in, in order to be able to invest in myself more, or it has been I need to show the public what I'm talking about, or it's been, okay, now let's take... Uh, Presto to market it was it started at slices yeah slices was actually my first business plan I ever developed in my senior year yep and it was a drive-through pizza joint because there's no drive-through restaurants that are just pizza and it was slices in a New York minute (laughs) and um we created this well I created this business plan in entrepreneur class and um I failed that class. (laughs) I failed it. And that's because I signed up for entrepreneurship my senior year after lunch. You're allowed to leave as a senior at lunch. And um, I thought I had it in the bag. I'm like, (laughs) entrepreneurship, that's me all day long. Sure, I'll take that class. Okay. The teacher was the football coach. So I definitely thought I was, I'm good. (laughs) So he's like, all right, you got one assignment. Develop a business plan. Okay, good luck. And that was it. We just went to this class and we were developing business plans this whole trimester. So I didn't come back. I developed my business plan. I I found the location. I called the township. I had permits. If you could take my business plan and open it. And uh, I arrogantly skipped class. Thirty times in, there was thirty three classes. I skipped thirty of them, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was going after this scholarship. I did not know that, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I was, <laughs> I was real bad at being <laughs> at school. Um, but uh, what was I saying? How I had the the I, f- I failed it because I skipped the 30 days, right, right, right. right. So um, the football coach teaches me a lesson. I'm going after the scholarship, and everybody in the school, and Florida's really cool for that. You can go for a scholarship program that pays 75% of your schooling, and you can walk on to any university, but you have to start in ninth grade, and you have to take a certain amount of classes, a certain style of uh, electives, certain GPA, certain test scores, certain community service hours. So I was like in right but I fucking skated with the line with my GPA didn't I yeah <laughs> you could get a 3.0 and I think I was always at either a 2.9 or a 3.1 cause I just did the bare minimum horrible I'm a horrible employee and I'm a horrible student so um yeah I failed he failed me and I lost my scholarship mom and dad bought me the deal so the deal <laughs> I'm telling the deal the deal <laughs> The deal was, if I got this scholarship, I didn't do it for the scholarship. No, it it was incentive, (laughs) so you would get the scholarship. Yeah, I didn't give a shit about the scholarship. Because either way, we were going to. Yeah, so I was the first one to ever go to college in my entire family. And I thought that was like, yes, I made it. (laughs) I hated it. I hated school. And get this, I was going to school to be an elementary school teacher. (laughs) So I'm ironic. I'm just a walking irony. So my mom and dad incentivized me because they knew I didn't really want to go to school with a brand new BMW, Candy Apple Red, my dream car. 16 or 17 years old. Who the hell gets that car? So they said, well, if I don't have to pay college, then I'll pay for your car. All right, I'm in there. (laughs) So I did whatever it took, and I dedicated myself until senior year, and uh, he failed me, and it brought my GPA down, way down, and I lost my scholarship. And the car, the car went back immediately. (laughs) It was in my driveway and uh, we had three days. So we uh, counted my chickens, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This car in the garage, I'm I'm sad thinking about it. And uh, I failed and didn't get it. So we took it back and my parents taught me a lesson and my teacher taught me a lesson. So after we walked, I graduated, I walked the stage. (laughs) I called a meeting. With my principal, my teacher, and my parents, and my mom and dad are like, "What are we? What, what are we meeting about, Tony?" I'm like, "I need that car. I want that uh-huh. car. I want the car. I'm getting my scholarship. I'm getting that freaking scholarship. I'm talking him into. I said he's a he's not even a freaking teacher. He's a football coach. He mm-hmm. doesn't know. I said that you could take that and you can go open a restaurant. So I'm, I'm sitting there talking to my principal in his conference room, and this teacher, my parents, like this. I'm like. I did a beautiful business plan. What do you mean I failed? I Can't I get like a C? Because a C would have put me in 3.0. And then he was like, no, you're learning a valuable lesson right now. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> this is bullshit, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I said, there's got to be something we can do. I tried negotiating. So i I was born this way he did. I tried negotiating like, okay he tried hard I did I, and then he it was no and I was like okay well there's got to be something we could do. No, Tony, I'm not changing your grade. Come on, coach Martin, there's got to be something so I, I'll come, I'll help the football team, I'll bring out water bottles, whatever it takes. I said, you're making me miss out on the scholarship He said, oh, that's the first time you mentioned the scholarship because they knew it was about the car, and my dad'll i never forget his face. he just sat there biting his nail. And he's like, what is she doing? (laughs) He was embarrassed for me. And mom was like, Tone, it's enough now. okay?" And I would not give up. My principal goes, Tony. (laughs) And he laughed. And he's like, you are going to make it somewhere someday. He's like, but hopefully you learned here today that you have to show up. No matter how good your plans are. Mm -hmm. No matter how good your ideas are. If you do not show up, nothing will ever happen for you. So that's what you must learn here today and I went but my scholarship <laughs> <laughs> I, I, at 17 you don't want to hear that shit like you gave me the freedom to leave school yeah but you made the choice not to show up yeah. god I learned a lesson I didn't know it until about 10 years later but I learned that lesson man do I show up your consequence so many that's consequences I'm a big one Yep, that was a big lesson. Yeah. And it's ironic that that's the one I talk about now in my entrepreneurial <laughs> journeys. Right. But, um and that's part of the deal. Yep. Or it won't work. Yep, yep. And the lessons you learn along the way. That's right. And you think you can be so arrogant and cocky and like, yeah, that's a beautiful business plan, isn't it? Don't mean shit if you don't mm-hmm. put the work in for it. Right? That's, that's right. So Slices was always like that on the back of my my mind, like, God, I got to make that one happen. Damn it. <laughs> Just to prove everybody wrong. And I want to put it right in the middle of Daytona Beach and be like, fuck you all. I made it happen. <laughs> yep. So uh, Slices kind of converted to the plan of the crowdfunding. And then it was something that the fam- we as a family never let go of. Right. And dad actually didn't want to call it raised steak, he wanted to call it slices, because everybody gets a slice of it. And um, we moved forward with the concept and the plan, and then he died. So he doesn't get to see what I'm doing, but I know he feels it, I feel him around. And uh, it's gonna be a really good thing for people like me, people like whoever you know out there, I know that you know somebody that has this dream and will, will make it happen, they just need the money and you're not giving them $200,000. <laughs> but you'd probably give them 500. You'd contribute and then you'd tell your friends to help contribute and before that adds up very quickly. Mm-hmm. So know that this is the voice behind the entrepreneur, the the entrepreneur's voice behind the concept of showing up every day. I show up for my community. I show up for a dream that I have. I show up for the team that I've built. I show up for following through. I show up for my sons. And one day, they'll be able to tell this story like I tell the story of my father and sit beside my mother. Mm -hmm. And I will know that I have contributed to something bigger that I leave behind. And that's what it's about. Who gives a shit about all the business and the money? I don't do this for any of that. It's what are you leaving behind? What's your mark? What are you doing for your community around you? So, raisedstake.com. That's all the passion I have behind it. It's everything that's driving me. And nothing will stop you. Pandemic. Death. Nothing. Been through it all. And you ain't heard nothing yet. Nothing. I ain't even begun to tell my story. In a world. (laughs) In a world, (laughs) baby. I'm just getting started. I'm getting ready. <laughs> 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 and uh, this was a little long-winded one, but I had to keep going with it. So I hope you tune into the next one, the next episode where we talk a little bit more about this shit. Thanks, guys.